Cuban-American detente through an Iranian lens. Today, Thursday, December 18th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Taking stock a day after a seemingly seismic shift in U.S.-Cuba relations, some Cubans are happy, some aren't. Some Americans are happy, some aren't. And some Iranians are wondering, what about us? What if one day Obama just came and quickly announced the news that the U.S. embassy is opening in Tehran? Also, understanding the role the Vatican and Pope Francis played in brokering the U.S.-Cuba deal. I don't think you can overestimate the importance of having a Latin American pope. And a baseball fan looks forward to seeing more Cubans playing in the major leagues. I feel very good as a baseball fan because Cuba is a baseball country. Those stories plus Vladimir Putin's end of your thoughts ahead on the world. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA-CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman, and you're tuned to the world. 24 hours later, the U.S. and Cuba are closer than they've been in 50 years. But everyone's still trying to figure out what that means practically for both Americans and Cubans. Yeah, I can already hear your questions about rum and cigars. But there are a lot of other issues to sort out before we start indulging those vices. Katie Zesma is a White House correspondent for The Washington Post. I reached her in her newsroom earlier today. So yesterday, this carefully choreographed announcement from Washington and Havana, Katie, about reestablishing diplomatic ties. Let's start with traveling to Cuba. How, how does it work now and how will it work in the future for Americans? Right now, you have to be of certain categories. You need to be part of an educational group. And they also have exemptions for people who are Cuban to be able to go back. This kind of broadens that out a little bit. So there'll be kind of broader classes of cultural exchanges, journalists, educational trips. Uh, religious trips, that sort of thing, to um, to make it easier for people who are parts of those groups to get there. You still can't just go as a tourist. You can't get on a plane from Boston and fly down into Havana just just yet. So right, and if you want to go as a tourist, you still have to fly through kind of a third country like Jamaica or Canada. Exactly. Yeah, and to go from the U.S. in a sanctioned way, you have to be um, part of one of these groups. And why isn't this announcement kind of opening up travel for everybody? Well, there's still an embargo. That's the thing. There's an embargo that has to be lifted by Congress. And there are a lot of people in Congress who are not happy about what the president did this week. So um, the president said he's willing to work with them. But whether or not that embargo gets lifted still remains to be seen. And what about airlines? How soon will they be able to start responding to this announcement of normalization? Well, that's a good question. I, I believe that there are flights from the U.S. that can take these groups over. But in terms of just being able to buy an airline ticket, you actually have to be a sanctioned traveler and make your arrangements that way. Right. And this uh, state sponsor of terror designation that the United States has imposed on Cuba, when is that going to get lifted? Well, President Obama um, directed Secretary of State John Kerry to take a look at this designation. The president said yesterday that given a time when America is facing terrorist threats from groups like al-Qaeda and the Islamic State, he's asking Secretary Kerry to look at whether Cuba you know, really needs to remain on, on this list. And the president has indicated that he doesn't believe that they should. Right. But any indication of how soon that could be lifted? No indication of that right now. And let's get back to those cigars and Havana Club rum. Unlimited amounts uh, in, in the near future? No, no, you cannot. If you go to Cuba um, as, a, as a U.S. traveler on what, you know, with one of these uh, classifications, you can bring back $400 worth of things 
And of those, only $100 can be cigars and or alcohol. So you will not be able to bring back a ton of Cuban cigars or Cuban rum, but you will be able to bring a little bit back. What about liquor and cigar merchants in the U.S.? Will they be able to import? That is a question that remains to be seen. I spoke with merchants yesterday, and it appears as though they will not be able to. This seems to be the only um, the only way you can get it is to go there and bring back the $100 or less, and you cannot resell it. So you can't bring back cigars and sell them to your friends or sell them in a shop or anything if you go to Cuba and bring them back under these new rules. And if the embargo is lifted, will everything be lifted? I mean, will, will amounts of rum and cigars suddenly become unlimited? That's a good question. I think that's something that they're probably going to have to work out if and when it happens. What are some of the other questions that you've been asking, Katie, about what this announcement really entails? Well, you know, I, I think that there's there's quite a few questions that, that remain, you know, kind of when it's going to go down. They have to have all of these regulations that come into place. You know, a lot of the questions we were asking were, were things that were uh, becoming evident now, you know, the role of the Vatican in uh, securing this, which has been very fascinating.